Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the Duck Legs Podcast. My name is Jared Aguilar. I'm a physical therapy student out in Austin, Texas. How you doing? You good? Sweet. So, we had the tremendous pleasure, Dimir Jones, Tyler Adams, and myself, talking to the podcast prince, Dr. William Boyd, or Sir William Boyd, rather. But, you know Will, he's from the Nobody's Podcast and also the Breaking Student Debt Podcast. So naturally we talked to him about how to start a podcast, how to leverage yourself as a PT student, what you don't learn in PT school and what he wish he did, uh, eating Chipotle and crying in the corner. We also heard what it's like to be a new grad PT out there looking for a job, what the job market's really like, what they don't tell you, how he's building his consulting business, how not to negotiate a salary, how to handle getting lowballed, and above all, doing what makes you happy. So, hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, hope it gives you an honest take on what his thoughts were upon entering the job market as a new grad physical therapist. Also, if you want to support this show and you also shop at Amazon, well, you can do both at the same time without having to get charged extra. If you go to ducklegs.weebly.com, that's our website, or just click the link that we have in the podcast description, we have an Amazon link that's our affiliate Amazon link. You can click that whenever you need to make a purchase on Amazon, and we'll get a percentage of whatever you buy. They don't tell us what you buy, so feel free to shop uh, carelessly, and uh, you don't get charged extra. So feel like supporting the show and you're a regular Amazon shopper, well, there you go. Appreciate you. And as always, appreciate your attention and you giving this shit to listen to three physical therapy students ramble about any random tangent that pops into our head and hope we give you some value. So peace. Enjoy. My man will. Oh, hey. Will Will is kind of like the uh, I would say I was gonna say a proud papa of the Duck Legs podcast, but more let's say papa. I don't know if he's yeah. too proud, but <laughs> papa bear. He's our papa bear. Yes, yeah. He's super he's, proud of you guys. Are you kidding me? Thank you. The guiding light. The guiding light. He was he was the first person to be like, y'all should try Zoom because Skype is is killing y'all. Is he closer to Papa or Moses? Oh. He's leading Papa, Papa Moses. Papa Moses. Yeah, with with the pale skin that I have, I don't think I could have survived in the desert that long, man. Ah, that's right. That might be. You definitely okay. got the hair thing going for you, so you could definitely play as Moses. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the movie he had the short hair, so I don't know. All right. I don't know. Yeah. So it'll probably take me the next two hundred years to grow my hair that long. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. I agree. We, you've got time. I got plenty, right? Yeah. Was, who knows? With biomedical engineering, man, maybe. Right. I'm really counting on that. Yeah. Right. And then that's, that's somebody else that you can have on the Two Nobodies podcast and talk about biomedical engineering of hair. Right. I, I secretly, that's why I started the podcast. To <laughs> get someone who could, I could learn how to like regrow my hair. So right. I could stop balding. That's really all it came down to. That was and, the motivation of the Nobodies podcast. Yeah. Absolutely. But yeah. But yeah, man. So I reached out to Will early on uh in our podcasting venture um when we started getting the idea of playing being stupid on a microphone right reached out to him knew he recently started two nobodies and was like hey, teach me your ways good sir and 
dude with within minutes typed up a whole how to podcast uh, doc and just forwarded that to me on Facebook Messenger and I was like, holy shit! It was everything down <laughs> this guy from knows what he's doing. Every yeah, everything down from like podcast hosting to what type of recording or laptops that work. And for that, forever grateful, Sir Will. Hey, uh, honestly, I'm just really excited. <clears throat> I was super pumped to hear that somebody else wanted to start a podcast, man. It's, uh, uh, I think, I think the biggest fear with a lot of things is just that it seems so difficult to start, you know, and, and mm-hmm. we create this like artificial barrier that it's going to be so hard. So why even start? And uh, I had heard from someone else that they wanted to start a podcast and I was like, well, it really doesn't take as much as you think. So I typed all of it out for him um, because he was, I can't remember where he was at the time, but it wasn't like we lived next to each other. I couldn't just go show him. And uh, yeah, I mean, I really just wanted to make the barrier low. And when you guys said that, it was just perfect timing. I had just finished typing that up and was like, dude, this is awesome. If there are more students that want to get their voice out there, I think we all have more than anything, whether we think we have enough knowledge, uh, we have a story to tell. And, right. and people, other people have stories to tell. And if you feel like you don't want to share your story, then a podcast is an awesome medium to just go ask people to share their story. Yeah. We need more and more of those stories. Yeah. Appreciate that. And uh, if uh, you don't mind for our listeners, do uh, you mind going into the story a little bit? I know you're talking about the biomedical engineering aspect of it, <laughs> but uh, what were your personal motivations? Uh, I know you talked about some barriers of entry. Do you mind just, you know, going t- tackling that a little bit of the, for the, for the two nobodies and now the nobody podcast? Yeah, absolutely. Damir. Yeah. It's been, um, so truthfully we were, I was really frustrated at school. So I was uh, just finishing up my last semester of PT school before we went into six months of clinical rotations. And I vividly remember sitting in this, uh, sitting in class and we had a business panel that came in, which by business panel, we had three business owners that were private practice owners of physical therapy that came and they sat down and they give their spiels. Each one of them had like a presentation that they were going to give. And then it was Q and A. And me being a little bit older of a student, I had kind of these questions in my mind that I wanted to ask. And one of them right away was, you know, hey, what do you guys recommend in terms of negotiating a salary? Great question. Mm -hmm. It was like I freaking just opened up Pandora's box that no one wanted to open. And they just said, don't worry about that. That's something you should worry about later. Go, you know, be, you know, just, just find a job that you are happy with. Not the worst advice in the world, but I was like, Really, I really want to know some tactics. Here. That, that's that's pretty shit advice. That was pretty. It wasn't what I was looking for. That's right. Sure. I was looking for something like okay, you know. And I I posed the scenario. Let's say I have three or four job offers, and you know they're all in the same setting. They're all in the same city. How can I leverage that? Right? There's something going on that is something about me that might be attractive and that might be worth something more value. How do I leverage that? How do I what's the language that I should use? What are the phrases that I should be saying? What's the math that I should be breaking down? And when I got that, I, I, uh, it wasn't exactly, that was the moment, like I need to start a podcast, but that was definitely the moment that got the ball rolling of like, holy shit, I'm not getting taught what I need to be taught. Right. And from there, I just thought, I have to go see if I can find these people. And, and luckily I'd, I had been watching Ben Fung for a while, which mm-hmm. Ben was just, you guys show Ben's so awesome. Uh, if you're listening to this, just stop listening to me and go listen to Ben Fong. He's yeah. amazing. Yeah. You got um, homework to do, right? Absolutely, man. He, he, so he started really making me think like, he's someone I need to talk to. I need to start getting in touch with these people. 
And then uh, it slowly shifted that we started in clinical rotations and we noticed that we just kept becoming the ones who were explaining what someone's diagnosis was, what someone's uh, symptoms meant, like what a pathology really meant in layman, in, uh, in everyday language. And so we thought, why not try to just mix these two? We can learn and then hopefully we can share some information that will help maybe the general public. You know, like I'm sure you guys have seen your parents, friends, family are like, I have this rotator cuff thing going on. You're like, mm-hmm. it's, it's a cuff, but yeah, no, it's like, a, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so here's, here's what it is, here's, here's how it works. And so I thought, let's just break it down. And it really started as simple as that and we had no idea what we were doing. Um, we didn't think anyone other than our moms would listen. Um, and, and just like you guys, man, you just you started to, it's been fun to watch you guys kind of go at this, this method of just like wanting to learn more and seeking out people who want to help other people learn more. And um, it's, it's been a blast, man. I never would have thought that we'd be able to talk to the people that we've been able to talk to. And um, more than anything, I think that you guys are probably finding out too. It's just forming relationships with yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't have even known you guys without it, right? It's it's really cool, and it's easier than you think too. Super easy. I'd say the hardest thing is is accepting that, um, that you can just do it. I really think that's what I think in a lot of things in life. I think in physical therapy. I think in the healthcare world. I think in really every field, the hardest step is just taking action we're such type A people in our field that we want to have things planned out. We want to know that we're going to get the result that we want to get. Um, and oftentimes I think our ego gets in the way and really holds us back and says, why even start if I don't know that I'm going to get the result that I want? Yeah. Right. Right. When in reality is a lot of times you don't even really know what the real result is that you want until you start going at it. Mm-hmm. Like some people say, I want to be a millionaire. And then they're, they're thinking, I have to open up this business. Well, maybe two months into opening up this business and you, you've made $100,000, I don't want to be a millionaire anymore. Really, I just want to be happy. I only need 200 grand. But if you, if you don't ever start, you never, you never realize those things. And so um, I think it's awesome what you guys have done. And, and I'm so happy to have you guys kind of taking on the, uh, the, the role of continuing this student-led podcast initiative i think we need more and more people doing it and just it's not even challenging the system just asking more and more questions and and seeking things out and and giving people a different perspective and you guys do that man it's it's been an honor to watch you guys grow thank you sir appreciate it appreciate it and to watch you with starting out as a student as well with two nobodies and then the other awesome podcast breaking student debt which is which is the the raw stuff, right? That's, <laughs> that's where the where the real juice is, because you know. And uh, ever since you started, it's been it's been great to watch you as well. You know, have that. I don't want to say realization because you knew it was coming, but for it to really sink in to be like, okay, graduation's coming up, and this debt and stuff is about to to hit the fan, and I'm gonna document this whole progress of me trying to escape this debt and yeah. conquering it, and that's that is awesome to watch as well thanks Ben. thanks yeah that that, honestly uh if there's anything the podcast taught me is you never know what it will lead to and so i thought maybe i can hack my way out of debt by starting a podcast that talks about debt (laughs) (laughs) so there really wasn't any any more uh wasn't really any more thought to it than that i was like man i'm terrible with money um 
I'm not like awful. I'm not just like buying random things all the time, but I'm not, I'm definitely not the person who's checking like my credit card statement or debit card statement every like hour. Yeah. <laughs> um, I eat way too much Chipotle, you know, yeah. the normal things, uh, double meat. Oh, oh gosh. You know, it's, it's worth it though. Right. Like it's, yeah. It's, yeah. I, uh, so I'm, I was really, have you had that episode yet? The Chipotle episode on the breaking student debt? So I continually reference that it's like the one thing that I know I could make like a daily change about, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm usually eating Chipotle while I'm making oh, it. I can do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is the show where Will loses all credibility. Oh mm-hmm. man, it's... Uh, <laughs> Here's what you should stop doing. Huh? <laughs> Sometimes you lead by not example, you know, yeah, like not being mm-hmm. an example. Yeah. yeah. I don't... Like, don't do what I'm doing. You do better. Right? Exactly. exactly. Yeah, that's like crying yeah. on the podcast. People are like, I just don't want to end up Eating like this Chipotle. guy. <laughs> Can't even handle himself. <laughs> Chipotle's got him by the balls. Oh. <laughs> if I had it figured out, though, I wouldn't be having a podcast, you know? So I figure I'm just, like, documenting why I'm struggling. And, um, yeah. Document over create, right? Mm-hmm. The great Gary V would, would definitely agree with that. I wonder how many people out there like pick up on all the subtle lines that like people like Jared and will like drop the Gary V references because you, it's always there. There's always just like each sentence has got a little bit of sprinkle of something like whether it be like Ben Fong or something, yeah, you know, Gene. Yeah. Yeah. It's just Greg something. Todd. Yeah. I think yeah. that I always think that's funny. Let's get it. Will yeah. let's do it. Let's, let's do it. it. Hey, we're, we're all, you know, that's the greatest thing is that I, I think before, maybe before social media, I don't know how um, how easy it would have been to find people who could help you grow and, and really grow quickly. Like I think about, um, you know, we're we're in this uh, mentorship group online, and and without that, I wouldn't have known Daimir. I wouldn't have known either Jared or Tyler. And the fact that that existed, and there was a group that wanted to mold people, mold students who are looking to do more. Um, yeah, man, I really think where would we be with, without that? And it'd be much, much harder. It might take years for me to find a group of like-minded people to help me see the world differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm so grateful for that because, you know, as much as what we've been doing is great, like the things you guys do inspire us on a day-to-day basis, man. Just watching you guys continue to grind. I know how difficult school is and to watch you guys go out and do more is it's, it's, it's motivating really. Awesome. And where, where are you at school? Where did you just graduate from? I just graduated from a small school in Pittsburgh. Um, it was called Chatham University. Uh, and um, so I am debating right now between an outpatient ortho job in D.C. and a home health position here in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Uh, I thought I made a decision. I'm kind of uh, up in the air a little bit. Um, so any employers listening, please you know, just uh-huh. skip this episode. Uh-huh. Uh, no, I, uh, so that's where I'm at. I, I've been, uh, I've been graduated for a few months now and, um, like we've been talking back and forth is just about finding a right fit and, um, yes, opportunity. It, it's, it's a unique world that we're in, in the PT world. So mm-hmm. could you expand upon that? All the, all the PT students, and maybe even this can reference to any sort of person who's coming out, looking into the job world. What are, what are some things that you found out? What's, what's the experience like? You, are you sitting at home a lot thinking about life? <laughs> <laughs> there is a lot of me in, my, in the corner of my room crying. Uh, with Chipotle. With, with Chipotle, yeah, obviously. With Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> 
It just doubled me taste so good. Was it the Broca chicken or Broca chicken? Nobody taught me how to negotiate. <laughs> I think it's Barcoa, right? Bar- Barcoa. Bar- oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, there you go. Well, like, totally messed that up. Lots you're... of crying over barbacoa, for sure. Yeah. Uh, no, it's been, so it's, uh, that's a really great question. Um, day-to-day has been uh, different, I think, for every one of my uh, classmates who graduated. Some people had jobs right away. They knew right out of school what they wanted to do. I personally wanted to take some time off. Um, I just I thought it was a long process. I kind of wanted to really reflect on what I wanted to do, where I wanted to be. Um, I think I'm unique. I've, I've watched some friends who uh, they're really stressed out about finding a job. And so I think not having a structured day makes it really tough that there's no school or there's no work. Uh, it's sort of just looking on Indeed, constantly looking at for, for job opportunities. I think that personally, I, I think that that probably um, kind of feeds the anxiety and, and the angst of like needing to find something because mm-hmm. it's all your attention is focused on. And, mm-hmm. and I completely understand that. I feel really lucky in that uh, with the, the two podcasts and trying to build a consulting kind of business, uh, that's kept me sane. And I limit, I limited my job searching to maybe an hour or two hours a day. Uh, could be bad. Maybe that's why I don't have a job yet. I could have been <laughs> searching more. Um, but for me, I, I think um, I think we all have so much ability and so much talent that lies beyond just a PT job. That doesn't necessarily mean that everyone wants that. I just really think we all do have that talent, whether you could be a, a personal trainer or a um, you know a, a business consultant of some type, whether that's doing digital marketing or building websites or, you know, going to businesses and just saying, Hey, look, I have a different idea on maybe how you could save money. Um, people aren't happy here because they're sitting all day and they don't move. And we know the impact that movement has throughout the day. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's, it's been a really great time of reflection. Uh, I structure my days, basically getting up, going to a coffee shop by nine, trying to hammer out either building a website or putting together um, stuff for the podcast or digital marketing. I do some consulting work for an app company um, and a uh, prosthetics company. And so, and I say that not, not to say that like I, I'm, I'm anything special. Really, this just came out of a desire to look for these opportunities. And so uh, if you've ever talked to me, I am definitely not one of the brighter people that you'll ever meet. I'm, I'm a pretty normal, normal guy. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know about that. I don't know. Right. I, it just, I just do desire and hard work and, and kind of putting yourself out there and letting people know that you want something more has really made a difference. And I know that doesn't, I guess that probably doesn't tie back to the original question of my day to day, but all that has kind of led to me continuing to build this on the side that when I do start a PT job, I'm still going to be able to do these things after, um, you know, off hours from work. And, uh, that's really kept me sane in this process of post graduating and, and looking for a job. You know, there's traveling, sometimes there's interviews in between, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, t- I think it's tough. I think it's tough for a lot of people creating that structure. I, I always think a lot about people who are externally structured and internally structured. A lot of times people need a structure given to them for them to feel happy and productive in their day. And I feel really lucky that as I've gotten older, I think I used to be that way. And as I've gotten older, I've become more internally structured in that I've kind of figured out more and more of what I want out of life. And I've built sort of this internal structure of how I'm going to make it happen. But uh, I feel lucky with that, really. Um, otherwise, it's tough. It can be really tough. 
Yeah, I know this is just a side note, but I know that because we're in the flex program, so we, we have that time. And I go through phases, some parts of my but that can just when the structure is not there, yeah, it can just completely wreck your whole confidence, your whole I don't I mean, I don't want to get anyone too depressed or anything and or reveal too much, but it can just really rip someone apart from the inside when yeah. your day just you're like, ah, I should I get up and move like that's like happens on the weekends, right? You know, it's a Saturday and you're like, I guess I'll do laundry and <laughs> yeah. But imagine that every day of your life and it can just, just rip you apart. You know, yeah. um, when you go out there and you, you've kind of got a forward thinking mind and you go out there and, and, and pitch the, you know, just kind of reveal your mind to the businesses. How do they respond? Are, are they, are, do they react positively to you thinking about, all these different aspects or are they like, listen, we just need someone to come in here and I'm going to pay you $50,000 and you can keep talking about that, but that's great. We just need someone to fill these hours. Yeah. You mean when I, if I talk to a physical therapy company yeah, about it? Yeah, 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 yeah. How do they respond? Are they, are they forward thinking or is it, or do you kind of run into a wall? That's a really good question. I, it's been a mixed bag. Um, I think they're, uh, there have been some interviews that uh, they're just not interested in, in thinking differently than how they've done things. Um, I talk I, when I talk to people about interviewing to it, and I think a big part of this is you're going to have a better chance of of creating dialogue with someone to create uh, an opportunity to address new ideas if you go in wanting to understand someone else's needs first. So instead of um, going in thinking, I have all these ideas that could help you change your practice, right? Because maybe you do. Maybe you go in, maybe you've done your research. You've looked at their social media outreach. You've looked at their website. You've looked at kind of the way they practice, and you think There's, they're really missing something here. And, you know, a lot of the people we follow really preach on that. Like, mm -hmm. that's an opportunity for you to separate yourself, which is what we're all looking for. Finding a job is still competition. Uh, and and I, I've never really viewed it that way, but it is in a in a pure sense, you know, you're competing for a position. And so that's an opportunity to maybe leverage uh, yourself over someone else. But I still think it comes back to the most success I've, I've ever had. And, and I've been really fortunate in that I haven't been not offered a, a position after an interview. But I think a lot of it comes down to asking someone what they want. You know, what do you need? So I've watched a lot. Right? Yeah. Build the whole, yeah. Also, I think a lot of it comes to just making someone feel significant, right? So you ask someone like, what do you really like about your practice? What are some things that you hope to see change about your practice? And already you're asking, you're not saying, I know where you're missing things, or I think I know what's best for you. Yeah. It's the same way we, when we treat patients, right? What do you think would be best for you? How do you think you could help yourself? Because as soon as we start putting our kind of emphasis and our ego in and, and our own ideas, immediately the powers, there's a struggle now. Mm -hmm. Are you right or am I right? Are you challenging what I've done? Instead of just saying, I would love to learn from you and what, you know, kind of what you've done. And then what I usually do is try to just keep asking questions for 10, 15, 20 minutes about that. You know, what, what's been kind of difficult about that aspect? You know, how, how have you tried to go about it? And then usually the conversation shifts of like, yeah, I know there's probably some more stuff I could do. Oh, it's really great. You know, I, I have some experience kind of doing those things. So there's, that's usually where this, the, when someone becomes open-minded, I think the most resistant uh, 
places that I've, I've been to or places that have been the most resistant are when right away it's, it's sort of this like, Hey, I looked at your website and I noticed you guys don't have this. You don't have that. You don't have, you don't do this. It's like, these are things I can do. I can do, I can do, which sounds really great from our end, right? Like, Oh, I'm making myself sound so great, but I'm not really sure that just in a normal relationship, right? If I were to come up to Dimir, let's say I was like a, you know, or let's say I was going to go try to, uh, go on a date with a girl and all I wanted to do is say, he started oh, intertwining Dimir. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, was about to ask Dimir. I was going to use Dimir as an example. He was going to go ask a girl and then I was like, this is just going to get weird. I'm going to, I'm not. Dimir has a fiance. We can't go there. So Will is asking a girl out. I'm, I'm asking a girl, right. If I were to go ask a girl out though and be like, look, I am the coolest. I am the best. I do I this. the coolest. <laughs> I do all this. You're going to be like, so That's impressed with me. You're going to be so impressed with me. It's huge. I like how when Will goes to ask a girl out on a date, he automatically goes to Trump. To Trump. Just, oh, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. How are you doing today? <laughs> going to be the best date. Best date. <laughs> so many good dates you were going to have with me. You're going to be so tired be of so these dates. <laughs> so tired of these dates. Those other guys, those were bad dates. My dates are going to be the best dates you ever had. Count they on. have baby hands. They have baby hands. <laughs> Huge. Okay. Continue, right, please. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry, Will. No, not at all. No, I'm, I'm trying to. I think it's it's off-putting. Like if someone were to come up to you and. and yeah. I think it's it's it just sounds kind of like I know what's best or I'm the best. Uh, and it doesn't really fill the other person's needs. And so I think that's just something to keep in mind as, as you go through the job hunting process is continually think about what are the other parties' needs and, mm -hmm. and can, I, can I understand those needs and then how can I help meet those needs? Because essentially in, in life, I think that's what we're all after is how can we meet our needs, right? Mm -hmm. And I think the people who can quickly understand that if I can meet someone else's needs, your, your chance of winning or getting a job or whatever it is, I, I truly believe just skyrockets. Right, right. And I just want to take a step back real quick and just congratulate you on not pouncing on the first job or second job or third job that you saw. I mean, whenever you told me that when we talked a little while ago, I was like, this guy must be crazy. I know he's drowning in like debt, right? And I'm like, I would hop on the first thing, but you you motivated me, you know, to, to start looking now. And of course, I can't contact company and say I'm 14 months out. But um, being a little patient and then secondly, uh, all I could think of while you were saying your last comments was something that Jeff Moore talks about, uh, Dr. Jeff Moore, and he says, you know, confidence, humility are just being, you know, 100% confident in your ability, but also being willing to sit back and shut up a little bit. And then hearing that company tell you what they need, and if those are the skill sets, go for it. Um, if no idea, or you, have, you say, I'm willing to learn, right? So, cool. Cool stuff. Yeah. No, I completely agree. And, and I think it's something that you, uh, I mean, kind of going off of that, like, Dimir, I know you're, you're 14 months out and Jared and Tyler, you guys are, you guys aren't that far out. Are you about the same? Okay. Um, yeah, like there's, there's no, never any harm in like contacting places now that you want to work to just build a relationship. So mm. whether that's social media, maybe they have a website, uh, you know, you just start following, liking their content, um, essentially let them know who you are and that you support them. I think so often we, we just struggle with wanting to tell people why we're good enough instead of letting other people um, share their kind of idea and their philosophy and saying, 
okay, I fully understand that. I think here's some things that I could do to help. And, and this is the thing. I think it's, it's a, we talk about a lot too in that in, an interview or job search process is a two-way street. And I think that you harness the most power when you approach it like it's a two-way street in the mm-hmm. sense that like you may need me, I may need you, but neither one of us desperately needs each other. So if I mm-hmm. approach a job interview, like, and this goes back to like, uh, if I were going to ask a girl out now, if I were like, Hey, please go out with me. Will you go out with me? Please go out with me. I really want you to go out with me. Go out, <laughs> go out, go out, go out with me. Please, please go out with me. Hey, do you want to go to dinner? Do you want to get dinner? Let's get dinner, right? Not sexy. Not, mm-hmm. not sexy. You might say, yeah, just not a pure, like, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing this wrong. <laughs> I try to go yeah, like we'll a get. five text to one ratio. Every one text she sends to me, I hit five up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have space in between or you just go no no it's rapid it. fire i try to make sure i get in <laughs> yeah <laughs> need to take some notes man yeah we'll have to, mm-hmm. we'll have to. that's another episode okay. oh man sorry it's apparently yeah now one that I'd explains say, say, a yeah. lot yeah i'd say stick to under three under mm-hmm. three yeah. under three yeah three to one i think is the golden rule yeah it's yeah. Gotta, how many mess how many sentences per text can i send i usually try to find five sentences per text <laughs> Something about twenty-five sentences. Why are you sending paragraphs? <laughs> yeah, messages. Oh God. Okay. So. Oh God. Oh God. You're writing out here. smart goals and shit for your dates. I am. You just get carried away with documentation now. Yes, that's right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh man. Yo, yo, we're we're on a fire. We're we've already got to the ten-minute warning. On oh this. man, that's right. Look at us. Are y'all have y'all graduated to the to the paid Zoom account yet? Are y'all? No, no, we haven't. So no. you know exactly what this means. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we we always we always start every uh, episode. We have like, or we're gonna record. We're like, so uh, we're still uh, poor students. Um, but uh, dude, the, the overwhelming response is like, oh, absolutely, yeah, just another invite. Like that's so yeah. smart. Why yeah. would you pay? You have to right. pay. Yeah. All right. Here we go. I I want Will to lay down the fucking law. All right. On the state of new grad physical therapy and the job outlook. I don't know if we'll have enough time because this might be a whole another hour. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> but I, I was uh, I'll lead up to it a bit. So I've been I've been talking to Will for a little bit via Facebook, trying to get him to come on the show, and when he would just go off. As much as he felt comfortable. And he's ready for it. And he's ready for it. And, you know, this this kind of stems from one day, I believe we were in a Facebook group, and he posted how he felt kind of disrespected from his first job offer mm-hmm. from, from a company that you had an internship with. And that was disheartening for me to see as well. Yeah, I, I remember hearing that story. I was yeah. like, fuck this, Yeah. Man. Cause we all, I mean, we all look up to Will and for Will to, yeah, it was kind of a shout for all of us to be if like, Will can't make it, man. What the <laughs> fuck am I going to do? <laughs> you know? Um, so yeah, I'm doomed. Well, if you want to start going off on that, when we'll just, we'll just pause you when the time runs out. But man, if yeah. you want to, if you want to lay down the law on it, everything, new grad PT job prospects, the whole process. Yeah, I, man, it's, uh, I usually keep, keep my opinion to myself, especially with like the nobody's podcast. I just, uh, it's more about learning for us than, than sharing our own opinions. But, uh, no, I, it's, it's, a it hits close to home. I think 
being a little bit older has given me a different perspective in that I'd, I'd worked before. So I was a teacher before I came back to PT school. And um, I just think it's tough, man. I, I think we're really at a spot where um, uh, maybe I was naive to be felt to feel disrespect in that first job offer and that, you know, I, I think that's just probably the norm. Right. And then I just wasn't really aware of being lowballed was kind of the norm. And, and we have to fight for what we really think we should be earning or, or deserve to be paid. And, and that's where someone like Ben Funk comes in and breaks down the math. And, and a lot of that's just being educated. And I'm really grateful to him that he did that because I might have just taken that job if I hadn't known the math and I hadn't had a Ben Funk teaching me, here are the basic questions to ask. And here's the basic math that you can do. And if you're not good at math like me, then you just take a day and you calculate all the things out using a calculator and you figure things out. Like what's the percentage that I'm making out of all this revenue? I think I get frustrated a lot with the fact that we just don't learn that in school. Like we just don't approach it. What we do as a business, we don't get taught. We get taught how to pass a freaking test. Mm -hmm. It's called the board exam at the end. If you're, if you're not familiar with PT school. And I really think that all of us are smart enough. If you get into PT school, you are smart enough that if someone gave you a textbook, of how to pass the board exam and you took two months and someone quizzed you every three days on different topics, you could pass that test. Mm -hmm. mm. It doesn't prepare you to be a really good clinician and to go into the world and being a productive, valuable member of the healthcare society. And that's what eats me up, I think, is that we, we're not preparing our new grads to be excellent clinicians to go help people. We're teaching them how to be rote learners of how to pass a test and it's infuriating to me. And I think that we, um, I think we're really doing a disservice for, for the amount of money that we are forced to pay to get this education, to then come out. It's really interesting. I was talking with Joe Rinke, who's the Fitbucks. And um, this Thursday, he, I, I'm releasing the episode that I did with him. And it's just a lot about like, what is, what is the value of education? Like, what is education? Is education this rote memory? Is it that you can tell me X, Y, Z? Or is it that you can think in a certain way that will grow and help a profession think outside the box and, and grow? Like knowing X, Y, and Z is great, but that, that's static, right? Knowing mm -hmm. X, Y, and Z is static. There's no, you know, there's no taking X, Y, and Z and then scaling and creating and figuring things out, which is what we need as an industry, what we need as a business. I think Gene and, and, and um, you know, Jeff and those guys do such a great, do great job of helping us see that. Obviously, I'm not in the level of understanding like they are, but they've helped me to kind of see, like, we have to figure out what's the next step. But I don't think we're preparing our students for that. And that's what's frustrating. We're, we're telling people, go get a job, go kind of blindly, don't, don't really think too hard about the finances and, and paying back your loans in terms of really thinking this through because we're, I think we still just come from this altruistic place, which is phenomenal. I love that we're altruistic and, and, and that we want to do what's best for people. But if we're not happy, mm. how the hell are we going to make our patients happy? Boom. Mm. Boom. You know? So, and, and then again, it's this, and, and in this model now of productivity, that's just how many patients can you see? Mm-hmm. In a day. I mean, because reimbursement's going down. And so the only way to maintain the salaries, all right, see more people, see more people. It's, it's burnout, man. And, and, and yeah. it's, you guys, you guys, I don't know, maybe you guys have felt burnout in a clinical rotation already. Mm -hmm. It doesn't take long to see like, I can't do this forever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Scary.
it was scary to spend three years, well, seven, eight, nine, you know, some people, you know, nine years and then get to the job. And it's like, this is not what I was expecting. I'm not getting paid. You know what? I think I should get paid. My lights, water, you know, all these utilities are running up and loans too. loans. It is crazy. Yeah, no, that's that's the perfect the, the perfect mixture of a horrible life, right? To have, you got student debt. You got a job that you don't want to be at, and then you're not getting paid what you feel you should be getting paid. And then you have a boss that's over you telling you, hey, instead of seeing 20 patients say, I need you to see 23, because for whatever arbitrary number they're looking and at. And who doesn't value the skills that somebody like Will can bring, who's going to be super progressive and forward thinking on a lot of stuff. Yeah. And Will, will catch you on the, the next one, buddy, if okay. you're down. Yeah, absolutely, man. Whatever you guys, yeah, whatever you guys need.